With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Oh, good morning and good afternoon. And as I said on the Joe Mobley show last night, good evening and good night. Since what? How appropriate since we're living in a uh, Truman world, right? Truman world. So that kind of brings in a full circle to today's show. Today's show is episode 387, which is the 15th gathering, right? This is the third, fourth month that we're headed into. Your truth, my truth, and the truth, right? Like ministry of truth. So it, uh, I'm keeping an eye on the clock. Lucy's going to come here in a few minutes. And um, it's all about which truth which truth do you want to believe, right? And we're hitting a, we're hitting a, a critical point here in all of this. Because, you know, we, we're big into just reminding you, you know, you got something coming up in 20 days called an election um, that you need to participate in. And you're probably hearing a lot, of, a, lot of, a lot of noise. You've been hearing it for a long time, for a couple years, right? So which truth are you going to listen to? You're going to listen to politicians and candidates. You're going to listen to leaders of parties like Ron McDaniel, who keeps telling people to go vote early, but in person. Uh, no, no, you don't do that. You don't that you vote the day of and you vote uh, in person and you bring a blue ballpoint pen. That's how this works. That's how it's always worked. That's what, because there's the problem with those machines, right? Machines. And the reason I'm bringing this up, because it matters, because it matters, because it affects your life. These things, these things, these people that get selected, elitists that get selected into office, ruin your life, right? And they've been doing it for decades. We just started to clue in. COVID was just an eye opener for us, right? 2020, 2020 vision. So, and you know where all this all came from? Came because they took God out of the society. They took God out of the schools, and then they started indoctrinating the kids. Kids, notice kids, like remember that from last week's episode, episode 382, goat, greatest of all time with the kids. Lucy's holding that in for like a month and a half. I yelled at her after the show. I said, how could you hold that in for that long when you knew the goat thing put me over the edge? And then yes, you, know, you knew about that kids. And anyway, listen to that episode again, 382. I listened to it at five o'clock this morning. I started listening to episodes now. What I'm doing instead of turning on the TV at night to go, when I go to sleep, I listen to Lucy. So that it's like, then when I do talk to her, I'm like, oh, that's enough, Lucy, for today. But it's not because then I'll listen to another episode. But anyway, that's the whole point. The point of what we're going to talk, what she's going to talk about today is pretty, pretty big, pretty big, but it's about different truths. Which truths are you going to believe? In? Which truths are you going to stand up as the, as, a, as the poop's hitting the fan, right? I'm just going to be honest. We talk about it all the time. I, you know, the, the econ economic system here in the United States dollars all going to crash. And I know that you're probably like, Shelly, you're just making this up. No, I'm not. This is, it, it is. So the thing you need to do is be prepared spiritually, <laughs> be prepared in your faith. Cause that's the only thing that's going to get you through all this, especially if you have taken the vaccine, non-vaccine bioweapon, you want to make sure you repent for that. So it's 10 five. Just give me two seconds here, Lucy, because I got to plug something else for you. So not only do I want you to watch the past episodes, uh, the past couple ones have been outstanding. 373 is my new fave. 382, which I strongly recommend, which was last week's episode. And then also what Lucy did last Wednesday, and I'm going to give her total kudos for this. We did we did some recordings for the midterm boot camp that's put on by Defend, uh, your, Defend your Union. That's Raj Dorsami's group. And uh, literally no prep, no nothing. 
she uh, planted herself in here. So right, let's go record this first take no edits, no nothing. And that's episode I made it an episode. So you can see it because it's that good episode 384. So I encourage you to watch that share that with uh, tons of people. It's get serious fear God and win. If you want to take the boot camp, it's only 20 bucks. It's really cheap. And if that's too much, we're not going to leave any any person on the battlefield who wants to get involved. So there's a scholarship. You just email Raj and he'll say, okay, that's fine. And that's midtermbootcamp.com. All of that information, I've stuck it there on the cry on everything home about us.com. That uh, it connects all the stuff connects together, right? All of these websites, they all overlap each other. And then, of course, Jesus Rocks Live. That's in the Everything Home About Us. So just click on that. And if you want to join the newsletter, I'm going to get Lucy to start uh, contributing to it. So then you get, uh, and you can put in prayer requests and all that fun stuff. You'll get text the uh, word action to 91776. It's 1006. She's staring at me. Um, so keep this in mind. Uh, I also, if you want to get some facts, you want truth, you want truth about those voting machines that control your life because they control the people that make the decisions that actually ruin your life, that ruined, uh, that are ruining your kids' lives now. Uh, episode that I just stuck on all of the platforms, including Frank's Beach and Rumble, is uh, VotingMachinesFacts.com. And that is the summit that we had here with 17 experts. There's some uh, mind-blowing information in there. So that's the truth, right? So get the truth. And now it's time to get your God on, right? So if you can grab your pen and paper, put on that common sense cap, tighten your belt of truth and hold on to your hats because it's going to be one heck of an episode about truth today. So everything home about us.com that'll connect you to Jesus Rocks Live and everything's on there. Join the newsletter, watch the past shows and then join us this Friday because Lucy is coming to join me Friday on brighteon.tv. Text her last night. She didn't respond, which means I'm going to tell you today. So now she's accountable. So she'll be joining me on my brighttown.tv show at 4 p.m. Pacific time, 7 p.m. Eastern time, because we need to get all this out there to everybody on yet another platform. So we'll be doing it together. How nice for the full hour. And that's I'm doing it right now because she's standing next to me. All right, Lizzie, there you go. All right. Thanks, Michelle. <laughs> <laughs> yep. See you on Friday. Thanks for yeah. making that offer that I can't refuse yeah, now. Yeah, you have no choice. <laughs> you have no choice. Hi, everybody. It's so good to be back. Thank you, Michelle, for that amazing intro and kind words. All right. So we are going to start today. We got a busy day today and we're going to have some fun. Um, we can still have fun. God does have a sense of humor. And uh, even though we're in this storm, we can find joy because that's fruit of the spirit. So uh, if you were able to stand, the song I chose this morning is Good Grace. If you can look it up and you want to sing along with the words. Um, if not, just, just lift your voice. La, 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 whatever. There's actually a section in the song where we can, where we can just lift our voices because our voices is what God wants to hear. doesn't matter if you can sing, if you're a professional singer, you don't have to be. Worship means worship, just that. Just lift up your voice. And just tell God how much we love him. So that's what we're going to do. People come together. Strangers, neighbors. Our blood is one. Children of generations. Of every nation. Kingdom come. Don't let your heart be troubled. Hold your head up, I don't fear no evil. Fix your eyes on this one truth. God is madly in love with you. Stay courage, hold on, be strong. Remember where our help comes from. Truth, God is madly in love. 
Father God, though we are seeing the waves and the storms all around us on every side, we will fear no evil because you are with us, Father God. Your son, Jesus, you sent him to be the mighty anchor for us, Father God, and we love you for that. Speak today, Father God. Teach us. Show us your truth today, Father God. It's all we ask. We love you, God. We love you, God. We love your son, and it's in his name, Jesus, that we ask. Thank you, God. Thank you, God. All right. So please get your Bibles out because we're going to start right in Scripture today. Um, we're going to start off with... Where's my notes? Give me one second here. got to get my notes straight. Okay, we're going to start off with Proverbs 14. Proverbs 14, verse 34, godliness makes a nation great, but sin is a disgrace to any people. We need to return to be a godly nation. Uh, please turn with me now to Isaiah 59. And this is so appropriate because I know most of you saw the Durham uh, debacle yesterday, twice. So here we have John Durham who has never lost a case in his entire career, been nicknamed the destroyer because he's never lost a case his entire career and he just lost two back to back. Isaiah 59, verse 14. Our courts oppose the righteous and justice is nowhere to be found. Truth stumbles in the streets and honesty has been outlawed. Yes, truth is gone. And anyone who renounces evil is attacked. Isn't that where we are right now? Continuing on, the Lord looked and was displeased to find there was no justice. He was amazed to see that no one intervened to help the oppressed. We need to stand. We need to stand. Turn with me now to Zechariah chapter 8. Zechariah chapter 8. Beginning at verse 15. But now I am determined to bless Jerusalem and the people of Judah. So don't be afraid. But this is what you must do. Tell the truth to each other. Render verdicts in your courts that are just and that lead to peace. Don't scheme against each other. Stop your love of telling lies that you swear are the truth. I hate all these things, says the Lord. Okay, your truth, my truth, the truth. So I'm gonna read, because we have a ministry of truth. 
Joe Biden gave us a ministry of truth. Maricopa County gave us a ministry of truth. I'm going to read. What is the ministry of truth? Yeah, go ahead. Put it up. So Maricopa County creates the ministry of truth to silence the gateway pundit. So let's read. According to George Orwell, what is the ministry of truth? How does one oppress an entire super state of people? Through a carefully orchestrated super specialized system of government. These inner party members known as INGSOC, those guys behind the scenes, pull the strings. They came up with an ingenious idea when they rose to power after World War II. With the help of a constant surveillance, a completely new language called Newspeak that is designed to weed out words deemed unnecessary and therefore shrink the potential for free thought and several specialized government ministries. The inner party will keep the masses oppressed and diligently serve INSOC. One of these ministries is the Ministry of Truth, shortened to many true. It deals with history, art, news, and education. Going on, the Ministry of Truth is a propaganda machine. The irony is that all it does is lie. How genius is that as a political tactic? Name your Bureau of Propaganda and outright deceit the Ministry of Truth. No wonder the NSOC guys managed to hold on to their power. So how does the ministry work? Well, imagine if your entire life was flooded with nonstop political ads telling you why candidate A is so amazing or candidate B is so terrible. Now, imagine there is only candidate A and everything in your life is designed to tell you why candidate A is amazing, has always been amazing and will be amazing until the end of time and has never, ever, ever been wrong about anything ever. That is exactly what the Ministry of Truth does to its citizens of Oceana. Scary, right? Well, what's scarier actually is how the Ministry of Truth goes about doing this. So let's take a look at the real life Ministry of Truth. New research by Gallup says American trust in the mass media is at its lowest point since 2016 and near a record low overall. Jeff Zucker has announced his immediate resignation as the president of CNN. This comes amid an investigation into what Jeff Zucker calls a consensual relationship. What happened and where CNN goes from here? You were caught masturbating on camera. You since then have been on leave from CNN. Do I have all that right? Um, you got it all right. Sad to say. The biggest media story this weekend, it's the firing of Chris Cuomo from this network, CNN. Late Wednesday, a lawyer contacted CNN with a sexual misconduct complaint about Cuomo. Joining me now, the man who accused Don Lemon of sexual assault. His accuser claims Lemon started rubbing himself. But the even bigger point, I think, is about what the press is. Is it produced by reporters or by repeaters? Repeaters are the talk radio shouters. They're on TV and radio telling the same story every day. President Trump. President Trump. President Trump. 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 Donald Trump. Donald Trump. Telling the same story every day. Repeaters are Twitter trolls who anonymously amplify propaganda and try to wear the rest of us down with their repetition. January 6th. 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 Repetition. The January 6th insurrection. The insurrection. The insurrection. The insurrection. The insurrection. The insurrection. 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 Repetition. 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 So much of what they are repeating is from reporters, from the people paid to figure out what is true. Widely held conspiracy theory that the coronavirus was created in a Chinese laboratory. Dr. Fauci, thank you uh, for keeping it straight. Thank you for fighting the good fight. We know the science. We know that masks work. What we have now is a pandemic 
of the unvaccinated. This is really now a pandemic of the unvaccinated. This is now a pandemic of the unvaccinated. This is now a pandemic of the unvaccinated. This is now a pandemic of the unvaccinated. Much of the dossier has been corroborated. What does Putin have on Trump? Has Trump been compromised? But it does look like that young man to me is taunting the Native American Vietnam vet and he's in his face. There is no evidence of any wrongdoing by either Hunter or Joe Biden. There's no evidence of wrongdoing by either Joe or Hunter Biden. What you're seeing behind me is one of multiple locations that have been burning in Kenosha. But this isn't about ideology. The biggest terror threat in this country comes from radicals on the far right, primarily white men. As a white woman, aware of my own privilege in this country, I am so angry and I can't even begin. Now, too many see the protests as the problem. No, the problem is what forced your fellow citizens to take to the streets. A few moments later. We're here inside CNN Center. Taping. We just threw something on fire, Chris. Something's on fire. Nick, you all right? We're getting out of here, Chris. All right. We are not fake news. We are real news. And now the two faces of Hillary Clinton are coming out. The fact through WikiLeaks that she says one thing uh, and... Oh, no. All right, let's see if we can get Congressman Collins back. Obviously, we just lost the satellite feed. That sucks. Routinely at these rallies, we are hearing a chance of uh, CNN sucks. This is CNN, the most trusted name in the world. CNN sucks, man. Okay. <laughs> Woo, hope you had fun with that. So huge shout out to the Daily Wire for putting that together because that's just brilliant. But this is how God wins. This is how we win. God's truth wins every time. This is not true. This is, we're in the ministry of truth. We're literally, we're literally living their, their movies and books. Um, so I, I went to the dictionary because that's what I do. I'm a homeschool mom. And one thing I've always taught my children when they have to define a word I've always been really strict about it. You cannot use the word in the definition because then you're not defining the word. Well, I looked up all of these collegiate, um, I looked up the word truth in all of the, like the main collegiate dictionaries, Oxford. Um, <laughs> according to Oxford, the word truth are true facts about something rather than things that have been invented or guessed. So that doesn't answer what is truth. Uh, Cambridge Dictionary. Uh, a fact or idea that people accept is true. That doesn't tell me what truth is. Um, the Collins Dictionary, another one that's used on college camp I around the country. The truth about something is that the facts about it rather than imagined or invented. Again, they're using the word in the definition and I don't know what the word true means. Only Merriam-Webster had the best definition of truth. And they said it was the body of real things, events, or facts. Um, it was an actuality or the state of uh, fact and a transcendent, fundamental, or spiritual reality. So that gave us the best, the best definition of truth. But it's really interesting because this is why we're in the mess we're in as God's people. What's true? We've been relying on our pastors and teachers and we know where they've been leading us. So what's the truth? So now we have your truth, my truth. Remember the new age, we're all gods. You're your own God. Um, and we had all those enlightenment uh, philosophers, right? Uh, Descartes, John Locke, Socrates, Plato, our own um, uh, Hegel, who gave us the Hegelian dialect, right? Kierkegaard, Marx, Engels, Nietzsche. They all have different, varieties of truth. And they all realized that um, there is no way to unite. We still need to unite the people in one universal, absolute truth. And with all of these enlightenment philosophers, they all had different ways of their truth. And so how did they come up with a uh, there's still a problem. You need a universal truth that everybody can jump onto and believe in. That's where we got um, Darwinism, the humanistic worldviews, and our heliocentric system. And all birthed out of the, the Eastern philosophies, uh, the, um, 
the, the philosophers um, defining truth. So truth is really under heavy attack, as you've seen in, the, in that CNN clip and in Maricopa County. I mean, we really, we literally have a ministry of truth. Um, you have to fill out an application. If you want to question anybody in the Maricopa County Elections Department uh, as a reporter, you have to fill out an application and you basically have to sign that saying, I will not ask any challenging questions. I do not have any opposing views. And I'm just, you know, going to let you speak and tell me what your truth is. I mean, seriously, that's that's where we are. Um, you know, it's a spiritual, we're in a spiritual world, right? What is spirituality? New age? You're your own God. And when you're your own God, you're creating your own God. So my God loves my sins. Are you kidding? My God forgives me for everything of my, right? I don't have to do anything. I can still, he suits my personal preferences. Yeah, it doesn't work out that way. John 3, 19 says men loved darkness rather than light because their deeds were evil. So yeah, when you don't want to know the truth, you latch onto those lies and we all know who the father of lies is, right? Um, interestingly, we are now, we went from a modern life, modernism to postmodernism, okay? And uh, that's where we are now. So modernism is human reason is the arbiter of all truth. The final arbiter of truth is human reason. Now we're in postmodernism where we dismiss the possibility of any sure and settled knowledge of truth. Truth exists, I mean, postmodernism, but the only reliable way to determine truth is through the scientific method. You see, science is a religion now. How many times did you hear, we trust the science, we trust the science? I'm sure there's one of those videos, trust the science. Science says, science says, science says, trust the science. Science says, because it's a religion, it's a God. Science is a God. Uh, in the postmodern world, anything goes as long as it's yours. So there's no evil or no good. Um, interestingly, if you have strong convictions in this postmodern society, like if you're like absolutely sure of what is right and wrong, like I'm absolutely sure that you cannot change your biological makeup and become the opposite gender, I am absolutely sure that a biological man cannot give birth. Well, then you're seen as arrogant, naive, elitist, supremacist, oppressive, intolerant, and just plain wrong. How dare you challenge my truth with facts and logic? This is where we live today, guys. This is where we're living. The goal of postmodern postmodernism it's a widespread rejection of all truth and it's to systematically destroy every claim of truth. And what they use, well, you saw the MKUltra in that little clip, repetition. That's what MKUltra is. Say the same thing over and over and over again. Expose yourself to it over and over and over and over again. And eventually you'll believe it. Okay. Um, funny, if you ever watched uh, Seinfeld back in the day, uh, there was an episode where George Seinfeld was trying to teach his friends how to lie because they were trying to get out of something. And he said, just remember, it's not a lie if you believe it. There we are. So what they used to accomplish this is relativism, subjectivism, dissecting of clear definitions. So we've got to muddle the definitions of words. Um, relentless and, uh, and deliberate questioning and exaggeration of everything that is true. And we need to cultivate an environment of uncertainty about everything. There's no certainty anywhere. Um, and that's where we are today. That's where we are. In a, in, a, in a nutshell, we are living in George Orwell, 1984. We're gonna have to break for Brighteon right now. Sorry, Brighteon, go to jesusrockslive.com and catch the rest because now we're getting into the Bible. So now we're getting into the meat. Um, so continuing on, um, just some interesting things about, um, uh, Orwell's 1984. So the ministry of truth was called mini true. Um, it was a large white, there were four big white pyramid shaped buildings that make up the government. 
uh, the Ministry of Truth is a large white pyramid-shaped building, 300 meters tall with 3,000 rooms above ground and 3,000 rooms below ground, all these threes, and three slogans are on the building. War is peace, freedom is slavery, and ignorance is strength. Isn't that where we live right now? Um, they have a records department within the Ministry of Truth. They are responsible uh, for destroying and rewriting. There's the fiction department. Those are the ones who take fake pictures and images and they they put them on for everybody to see. That's where I call that's what I call NASA. That's the NASA department, the fiction department. Um, because as you know, every picture that NASA puts up is a computer-generated picture. They're not nothing's real. Um, not a space agency. Teleprograms department, that's where they have the actors. So that's where you would get those guys on CNN who are masturbating and sitting in their shorts and doing all that kinds of stuff. And then finally, there's the memory holes department where they take the old documents of like historical truth and they shred them after they've rewritten what they want you to believe. And the goal of the Ministry of Truth is to make sure that the government, or in 1984, Big Brother, is always right. He always comes out smelling like a rose and they're always, always, always right. So we are always to submit to them. The ministries of, uh, there are other ministries within the 1984, the Ministry of Peace, which is actually their military and war, their Ministry of Love, which is their law and order, and their Ministry of Plenty, which is the struggling economy. So isn't it interesting their use of words? Harry Potter also has a ministry. And I think we actually... I think our little Stephen Ricker, our county recorder who came up with the Ministry of Truth here, I think he's like, because he's really young, I think he grew up with Harry Potter like most of our youth. And he just wants to like put on his cape and wand when he's at the at the uh, mech tech at the at the elections department, because I think he really believes he's some sort of wizard or witch because um, the, the Ministry of Magic, according to Harry Potter, there is a truth propaganda within the Ministry of Magic. And it is used to, uh, they use its pull and influence to convince the public that Voldemort did not come back to power. Um, so, and they also within, it's really interesting because within Harry Potter, they have a department of international magical corporation and of global magic. That's their, like, they have a world economic forum right in Harry Potter. And, um, and they also have their own NASA, the department of mysteries, where you know there's no God, but they answer questions about space and time. So that's the, like Harry Potter even has their own NASA. So I think that's where like Stephen, Stephen Chucky Ricker might have gotten um, his idea for the Ministry of Truth because we're literally living in a fantasy. We've got all these young people now who are rising up as adults who haven't been taught any truth in their life other than what the propaganda has been teaching them and the school's been enforcing, and now they're in positions of leadership over us. Yikes! When the wicked are in power, the people groan. And we're groaning pretty loud. Um, and it all started with Biden's White House task force to protect the LGBT and address online harassment and abuse. I think it was Candace Owen who first gave it the name Ministry of Truth. So my truth, your truth, what is the truth? So get your Bibles out and let's look at what the truth is. So according to John MacArthur, uh, he has a book called The War on Truth. Uh, it's actually called the truth war. According to John MacArthur's definition of biblical truth, truth is that which is consistent with the mind, will, character, glory, and being of God. Truth is the self-expression of God. Because the definition of truth flows from God, Truth is theological. Truth is also ontological, meaning that the way things really are. Reality is what it is because God declared it so and made it so. Therefore, God is the author, source, determiner, governor, arbiter, ultimate standard, and final judge of all truth. Truth will reveal and condemn sin. So doesn't it make that interesting? Truth will reveal and condemn sin. So that's why we don't want truth. 
Who wants to have their sins revealed? So if you're not following God, like these demons who are running our government, they don't want truth. They don't want you to know God's truth because it will reveal your sin and it will force you into repentance and into right relationship with God. And then God will bless you and God will strengthen you and God will heal our land. They can't have that, you see. But this is how we win. We have to stand in truth. Biblical truth, according to John MacArthur, demands that logic and clear, sensible thinking be employed. Truth is never nonsensical or self-contradictory. But today, uncertainty is the new truth. No right answer, no wrong answer. People are unsure about everything, especially our young people. They've grown up, they don't even know God. So they're doing their truth. No, I can change my gender. And the biggest lie is you can change it back if you don't like it. No, you can't. So our fight, so we've been hearing a lot about we're in the we're in the spiritual we're in the battle for the for the soul of the nation. This is a spiritual battle. Put on your Ephesians six armor. Okay, well, what does all that mean? Are we supposed to go out and fight in the streets? Do we have a civil war? No, we don't have to ever be physical. Although God tells us never to back away from a fight, we have to stand and defend the faith, the truth. So you can't stay quiet when your kids' friends are sitting around your kitchen table talking about how they're transgendering. You have to speak truth. That's how you stand. That's our job. This is how we fight our battles. God does the rest. The Bible's full of propositions. Like God will say, if you do this, then I will do this right? Like we just read, if you stand in the, you must stand in the truth because if you do, then I will heal your land, right? If my people who are called by my name will turn from their wicked ways, seek my face, then I will hear from heaven, right? There's always an if and a then. We have to do it. We have to do it. So first Timothy, turn to first Timothy chapter six. Verses 20 and 21. Because let me tell you something. There's not just false untruths in the world. There's false untruths in the church. And they've been in the church since the Garden of Eden. When Satan put that first lie into Eve's head. Did God really say that? Cast doubt. We've got these people in our churches and we're going to talk about that right now. First Timothy 6. Verses 20 and 21, guard what God has entrusted you. Avoid godless, foolish discussions with those who oppose you with their so-called knowledge. Some people have wandered from the faith by following such foolishness. So if you are not rooted in scripture every single day, you're going to be believing some of the stuff that you hear because the mind control is strong. You see how they just repeat over and over and over again. That's why we've been telling you guys, turn off that TV. Turn off that tell a vision. That's what they're doing. They're putting it into your mind. Remember, this is a mind war. We're soldiers in God's army, right? Our athletes, farmers, soldiers. So what are we supposed to do as soldiers? We're supposed to fight, right? We defend the faith. Our mission is to overthrow false teachings. We stand firm and say, yeah, no, 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 no. Sorry, that's not true because God's word says this. Ephesians 6, 12. For we are not fighting against flesh and blood enemies, but against evil rulers and authorities of the unseen world, against mighty powers in this dark world and against evil spirits in the heavenly places. We're not fighting a physical enemy. It's not like our United States military. They have a physical enemy and they go out and fight. That's not us. 
We don't go out into the street in a civil war and just start shooting and killing people. That's not how we get blessings from the Lord or how we win. What does God say? Vengeance is mine. You obey me. You do what I tell you to do. You defend the faith and I'll do the rest. Stand for Jesus and I'll do the rest. Colossians 2.8, talking about these empty-headed philosophers that we tend to love. Nietzsche, Kierkegaard. Oh, because they're scholarly, because we learn about them in college, higher education, lies. Colossians 2.8, don't let anyone capture you with empty philosophies and high-sounding nonsense that come from human thinking and from the spiritual powers of this world rather than from Christ. Okay. Dietrich Bonhoeffer, Silence in the Face of Evil is Evil Itself. Um, good book for you guys to read is uh, it's a new book, Eric Metaxas, A Letter to the American Church. He did a deep dive on Bonhoeffer. He wrote a book on Bonhoeffer several years ago, and he really is getting uh, a little bit deeper in here with his letter to the American Church. Highly recommend you read this. Nahum. Chapter one, verse nine. Uh, before we read that, God will, I already said that, if we're obedient, God will fix things, right? God will bless us. He will heal our land if, right? If you do this, I will do that. If we're obedient, if we trust God and believe what he says, then God will bless us. Nahum 1.9, why are you scheming against the Lord? He will destroy you with one blow. You, he won't need to strike twice. You see, when God moves, mountains move, mountains crumble. We don't have to worry about the world's governments right now. We don't have to worry about anything. We have to do what we are commissioned to do, defend the faith. Okay. Nehemiah 4.14, don't be afraid to fight, but we don't have to fight right now. Then as I looked over the situation, I called together the nobles and the rest of the people and said to them, don't be afraid of the enemy. Remember the Lord who is great and glorious and fight for your brothers and sisters and your daughters and your wives and your homes. Remember the Lord and fight for your family. They're trying to break down the nuclear family. You know, they've been doing it for decades. Remember the Lord and fight for your family. Nehemiah 414. 2 Corinthians chapter uh, chapter 10. 2 Corinthians chapter 10, verses 3 and 4. We're human, but we don't wage war as humans do. We use God's mighty weapons, not worldly weapons, to knock down strongholds of human reasoning and to destroy false arguments. What are the weapons? You know the weapons, the belt of truth, right? Get out there and stand in truth. It's all about what we believe, guys. It's all about what we believe. Jesus says that many people will want the things of Jesus, but they don't believe. They think they can have a good life if they just follow rules or do whatever. Yeah, I want the good things, but I don't really want a relationship with Jesus because I don't really believe that's true. John 8, 24 if you do not believe that I am he, you will die in your sins. It's all about what we believe, not what we do, what we believe. What we do comes out of what we believe, okay? So when your belief is strong, know Jesus, study his word, know him, have a relationship with him. Then you'll have his Holy Spirit power and you'll be strong and courageous to stand against these evils, these lies. That's how we win. Romans 9, 31, 32. This makes me sad. The people of Israel who tried so hard to get right with God by keeping the law never succeeded. Why? Because they were trying to get right with God by keeping the law instead of trusting in him. You see, it's all about trust and obey. Believe who 
God says he is. He's God. He's the creator. Romans 10, chapter 2. I know what enthusiasm they have for God, but it's misdirected zeal for they don't understand God's way of making people right with himself. So refusing to accept God's way, they cling to their own way of getting right with God by trying to keep the law. We're looking for we're looking for righteousness in all the wrong places, guys. We're looking on the TV. We're looking for elections. We're looking to Trump. It's God. It's God. That's who we should be looking up. Our belief. It's our belief that's keeping us at arm's length from God. So I want to take us into Jude. Into Jude. Jude's a really, really short book in the Bible, right before uh, Revelation. It's the last, the last letter before Revelation. Jude was the half-brother of Jesus. And when Jesus was alive, his family was kind of thinking he was a little nutty, right? Who do you think you are, Jesus? That's why Jesus said, don't worry, your enemies will be in your own house. Your enemies will be in your own town because they can never accept when you've had, when you've been transformed. They're like, we knew you when you were just chopping wood, Jesus. Now you're saying you're God, right? But after the crucifixion, the resurrection, they knew who Jesus really was. And so James and Jude, Jesus' two half-brothers, both have letters in the, in the scriptures. And Jude tells us to defend the faith. So I'm going to read this one line from the, the King James, but then I'm going to go into the, the New Living to read the rest of it. So at verse 3, Beloved, when I gave all diligence to write unto you of the common salvation, it was needful for me to write unto you and exhort you that ye should earnestly contend for the faith which was once delivered unto the saints. Earnestly contend for the faith. Let's read on. I'm going into the New Living now. The New Living says, earnestly defend the faith. I say this because some ungodly people have wormed their way into your churches, saying that God's marvelous grace allows us to live immoral lives. How many... How many weeks have you sat in your church and never been, never felt conviction? Never felt, oh my gosh, I need to change my evil ways like that, that Santana song. Skip over to uh, verse 12. When these people eat with you in your fellowship meals, commemorating the Lord's love, they are like dangerous reefs that can shipwreck you. They are like shameless shepherds who care only for themselves. They are like clouds blowing over the land without giving any rain. They're like trees in autumn that are doubly dead for they bear no fruit and have been pulled up by the roots. They are like wild waves of the sea churning up the foam of their shameful deeds. They are like wandering stars doomed forever to blackest darkness. Enoch, who lived in the seventh generation after Adam, prophesied about these people. He said, listen, the Lord is coming with countless thousands of his holy ones to execute judgment on the people of the world. He will convict every person of all the ungodly things they have done and for all the insults that God, ungodly sinners have spoken against him. These people are grumblers and complainers living only to satisfy their desires. They brag loudly about themselves and they flatter others to get what they want. 
But you, my dear friends, must remember what the apostles of our Lord Jesus Christ said. They told you that in the last times, there would be scoffers whose purpose in life is to satisfy their ungodly desires. These people are the ones who are creating divisions among you. They follow their natural instincts because they do not have God's spirit in them. But you, dear friends, must build each other up in your most holy faith. Pray in the power of the Holy Spirit and await the mercy of our Lord Jesus Christ, who will bring you eternal life. In this way, you will keep yourselves safe in God's love. And you must show mercy to those whose faith is wavering. Rescue others by snatching them from the flames of judgment. Show mercy to still others, but do so with great caution, hating the sins that contaminate their lives. We don't hate the people, guys. We hate the sin. So when I stand up against this LGBT insanity, I am not standing up against people, against confused people. Because I know they've been confused. They've been lied to. I'm standing up against the prince of the power of the air who's created a movement, an agenda, and is swallowing God's people with the lies of that agenda. Why? Because God's people are not standing and defending and contending for the faith. It's our time. We were born for such a time as this. Question your pastors if you're sitting in church and they're not teaching you spiritual warfare, how to defend the faith. You know it. You know Jesus. You have a personal relationship with him. And you believe that he is who he says he is. The great I am. Jesus says, I am the truth, the way, and the life. No one gets to the Father but through me. You want to be that remnant? We want to be that remnant because God will raise up that remnant, strong and mighty. Be the remnant. The road is very, very wide, and a lot of people think that's the righteous way, but it ends in death. Find the narrow road now. I saw a, well, I didn't see it, but I was, I, I heard a message one time where they described the two roads because Jesus says the road to heaven is really small. It's unmarked. Many don't find it. You just you just pass right over it. If you ever hiked the Appalachian Trail, that's kind of what it reminds me of because you can kind of miss the Appalachian Trail. There's not many markers and it's a, it's not like paved out like the like the the, the like the uh, the US game and fish paves out the trail so you can, you know, hike these mountains. The Appalachians not like that. It's like all overgrown with weeds and it's really hard to hike. It's really hard to hike and you can lose it really easily. Um you have to really concentrate to stay on it. It's, it's kind of amazing. But interestingly, that's the road. The road to heaven is not this broad, clear path. But Jesus promises that he will keep us strong and safe on it. He will walk on it with us. But he says many don't even find it. And a lot of people see the, the wide road. So the road starts out really like this, the righteous road. So we can't, it's really hard, full of overgrown with thorns. And it's just a little turnstile and everybody has to go through it, but you have to find it, right? It takes a lot of work and diligence to stay on it. But if you stay on it 
and you stay on that walk, eventually what you'll see is that road opens up to heaven, to paradise. Whereas the road now that most people think is the right road is really beautiful. It's well paved. It's wide. And there's a lot of people on it. I think this is the way we should go, guys. And so a lot of us are walking on that road because we go to church and we hear our messages. We think everything's awesome because we've been we're being lied to. We're being tickled in our churches. And Revelation says in the end times, that's all people want to be is tickled. But as we walk on that road through life, what happens to the, with that road is we're walking and everything's great. But at some point, that road is going to start to funnel down. And oh my goodness, this big wide road is now getting smaller and darker and darker and darker. And by the time you get to the end of the road, you're going to be in darkness. Whereas if you're following that hard path now, it's going to open up for you. Jesus never said it would be easy. Do you think he was like, yeah, you know, I don't feel anything as he's being beaten to death. That's not true. He was fully human. He had to feel everything. He had to experience the full wrath of God. It's a terrifying thing to fall into the hands of the living God. That's why he sent us Jesus. Because when we believe, when we trust, when we obey, then we're covered in the blood of Jesus, the sacrificial blood of the lamb. But even more, we're infused with the power of the Holy Spirit, power that is greater than any evil. And that's why they lie to us. They don't want us to know about that power. They don't even tell us about it in our churches. They don't teach us how to cast out demons. They don't teach us how to heal the sick. They don't teach us that we have the power to do it. And so what happens is we don't believe we can actually do it. And then we look at people who are actually out there doing it and we think they're crazy or they must have some sort of weird power that we don't have. That's a lie. That's a lie. We need to contend for the faith. So before I'm going to end with one little, one little clip, but I, I want to show you, I want you to turn to um, Psalm 50, Psalms 50. And remember the Psalms are the songs, right? And I want to read what God wants from us. So starting at verse seven, oh, my people, listen as I speak. Here are my charges against you, O Israel. I am God, your God. I have no complaint about your sacrifices or the burnt offerings you constantly offer, but I do not need the bulls from your barns or the goats from your pens. For all the animals of the forest are mine. I own the cattle on a thousand hills. I know every bird on the mountains and all the animals of the field are mine. If I were hungry, I would not tell you, for all the world is mine and everything in it. Do I eat the meat of bulls? Do I drink the blood of goats? Make thankfulness your sacrifice to God and keep the vows you made to the Most High. Then when you call on me, when you are in trouble, I will rescue you and you will give me glory. You see, this is how it works, guys. We need to trust God. We need to obey God. John 8, 32. And you will know the truth and the truth will set you free. Truth is the only thing that can free you from the bondage of this world. And the truth, the way and the life is Jesus. Be a contender. You don't want to get to heaven and stand at the pearly gates and have to do this. Michelle, can we cue up this video? You don't want to get to heaven. Contend for the faith. Do it now. Stand. This is how we fight our battles. Speak out loudly against the lies. Protect your children protect all children. This is a battle for the children. They feed off our children. They need it for their power. 
They need to sacrifice children to maintain their power and control. We need to defend our children. Don't be this guy when you get to heaven. Do it now on this side of heaven. I'll see you next week. We're going to end out with this clip. Have a great week. I love you guys. Defend the faith. You was my brother, Charlie. You should have looked out for me a little bit. You should have taken care of me just a little bit so I wouldn't have to take them dives for the short end money. Well, I had some bets down for you. You saw some money. You don't understand. I could have had class. I could have been a contender. I could have been somebody. Instead of a bum, which is what I am. Let's face it. You've been listening to Everything Homes special segment, Stories Needing Sharing, with Michelle Swinnick, the queen of quality content, life, laughter, and the pursuit of happiness. To meet, learn from, and hire the experts and the guests, professionals, and members of the Everything Home Socially Conscious Referral Network and Marketplace, visit everythinghometalkshow.com slash episodes. And to listen, subscribe, rate, review, like, follow, comment, and share, go to www.everythinghometalkshow.com. And find us on all the major listening platforms. Thanks for listening. We hope you were entertained, and we hope that you picked up some real-life, tangible takeaways from some good people doing good business and good things. Till next time, this is Everything Home, signing off. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.